the Cleveland Browns did get a quarterback. It wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll tell you who that was coming up here. The Browns trying to put that 53-man roster and solidify it before the first game of the year against the Carolina Panthers. We'll set you up, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd, on the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, uh, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube, and of course, the Barbershop, 92.3 The Fan, pre-game coverage, post-game Browns coverage on 92.3 The Fan, Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91, and yes, there is now Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show merchandise, so if you are in the market to have Garrett Bush's head on your t-shirt, <laughs> That is now a possibility, folks. Go ahead, check all that out. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer, offer for our listeners. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. As Garrett said, um, Brown's little activity yesterday, I think the move, again, a little bit of a surprise as far as maybe the position the Browns addressed yesterday. Uh, the Browns claimed off waivers, uh, quarterback Kellen Mond, uh, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. And as we spoke yesterday, when we were going through what was the first of many 53-man rosters for the Cleveland Browns, uh, six DNs felt like a little bit of an uncomfortable number. I mean, very rare in the NFL do you get to the point at any position where you're talking third string. Um, so the Browns with six defensive ends, um, the thought process was going to be, you know, did they value, you know, Isaac Rochelle as far as, you know, what he was doing as far as being an inline, you know, being a, uh, a defender against the run. There was some pass rush from Isaac Rochelle. He had a pretty positive summer for the Browns. Um, as you know, some guys were in and out of that lineup uh, at the defensive end position due to injuries, rest, whatever it was. Isaac Rochelle was a uh, consistent, consistent performer for them over the summer. Um, but Chase Winovich is more of a speed rusher. Um, he is a little bit different than everybody else in the room, which is probably the reason the Browns had some interest, maybe a little bit more like attack McKinley played for the Browns last year um, with Chase uh Winovich returning to practice yesterday that uh, opened the door for Isaac Rochelle's time here to end. Browns are trying to get him back on the practice squad, but the guy did put together a strong summer. If there's a chance to go be a part of somebody's regular 53, if you're Isaac Rochelle, there's no fault. You know, go ahead, you know, get what's yours. You know, that's just the way this business works. With Mond, Mond was an interesting quarterback coming out of Texas A&M. Um, runs the ball well, but we're not going to put him in the class of a Lamar Jackson where that is something of that nature. Um, had a really, really strong senior bowl week uh, you know, during his uh, draft cycle. Um, ended up a mid-third round pick. For, I'm sorry, early third round pick for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, never really got much of an opportunity. Uh, limited, limited playing time regular season. Two of three for two of three completions for five yards. Um Vikings just uh, made a move recently, uh, brought in another quarterback, uh, Kellen Mond. Um, he was not going to be their guy. And I know a lot of 
fans, you know, there's other positions they feel the Browns need to address. I get that. Well, the Browns are looking at a 23-year-old quarterback. Maybe you have your long-term backup to Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett, we know the plan is, at least for this year, he'll be a starter for the first 11 games. We have no plan, you know, idea what the plan is for Jacoby Brissett going further as far as his time with the Browns. Um, look, the Browns don't necessarily even have to keep Kellen Mond. This could be something where maybe they keep him around. They could cut him, I would say, maybe next Friday, uh, go through game weekend, um, and then, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday the following week, try to get him back, put him on the practice squad. Um, if they like what they see here throughout this next week or so, maybe Kellen Mond sticks around for a little while. Josh Jobs is going to be your backup quarterback. But this is a move the Browns looked at and said, here's a guy we think he fits what we like. I think he fits the mold of what we like to do at the quarterback position. So you make a move. Um, you know, nobody at the end of the day, look, Isaiah Rochelle, Isaac Rochelle was not going to be the make or break of the success of the 2022 Cleveland Browns. Um, and you're never satisfied. You're never done tinkering. You're never done working. So Garrett, that led to this move. We know where they put in the claim. They got Kellen Mond back. They weren't the only team interested. The Philadelphia Eagles were interested as well. Uh, but the Browns bring in somebody they'd like to get a look at here. Um, and we'll see for Mr. Mond if it ends up, you know, he sticks around, could end up a practice squad or, you know, his time here in Cleveland could be brief. Yeah, I, I think they really added uh, Kelly Mond because they really liked his, his skill set. I think one of the things that you're trying to do is is if you got, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, he, he actually has a game kind of like Deshaun Watson's. You know, he's not a true just drop back scramble guy. Uh, he's a guy that can extend some plays, but he's the guy that can also throw the football. Um, I watched him exclusively um, in uh, Texas at Texas A&M. I've watched his games maybe eight, nine times. And one of the things from over the last two years or three years that he was at Texas A&M was the fact that, you know, he was projected to be a guy that could potentially be a Heisman Trophy candidate. He was that he was, you know, projected to be a first round draft pick um, in a lot of those seasons. And, it just seemed like he never really put it all together. You know, he would have some really good games uh, at Texas A&M. Then he would have some games where he throw two interceptions and, and you know, uh, you know, scratch his head, you scratch your head, and you're saying, why would he throw it there or what is he doing? So he has some good uh, tools and traits. He got some good talent. Um, it's just the fact that he ne he's never been able to put that together for a long, sustained, sustained periods of time. So with me, I look at it and it almost seems like what they want to do is they want to have continuity in the way that they call a game plan. One of the ways that I think this year is going to be a little bit difficult is because I think the playbooks are going to be totally different from what Kevin Stefanski was to run with Jacoby Brissett because he's not that mobile. He's not that, he doesn't fit the profile of a Deshaun Watson. And when Deshaun Watson comes back, they're going to be able to have to, you know, run that same playbook, right? Uh, and, and, and basically they're going to have to change things up. They're not going to be able to run the same things or they want to run the same things uh, with Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson. Here's a guy who you, you mentioned may be a long-term backup, more of a solid option than Jacoby Brissett because if Deshaun Watson goes down, anything that happens, you're, you're going to call the same plays. It's the same playbook. It's the same philosophy, right? Uh, all of those little wrinkles that you put in with Deshaun Watson are able to be run by uh, uh, Kellen Mound. So for me, I think it's one of those those things where they wanted to have a, a, a lot of continuity at the position. Um, and it's kind of like in college, I say it all the time. You know, if you, you've you been having, you know, 
a lot of success with scramblers or read option type quarterbacks, right? Or at least the option of, of having a guy, a dual threat quarterback that can use his legs. I never understood going from that guy to a, a to a, a pocket passer. I never understood it. Or, a, or specifically a straight drop, drop back quarterback. No mobility. He's just going to stand in the pocket and deliver the football. It's difficult for me to say, wow, as a staff, you can go from, you know, that to that and, and be able to keep keep the same continuity in your playbook. So I've never understood why people do that and vice versa. If you're a pocket passer and now you got a guy that scrambles, going to, you know, make plays with his legs, you might want to have, a, a you know, the continuity together so you can go from pocket passer to pocket passer and say that's what we're going to run or we're going to go from scrambling quarterback to scrambling quarterback so you can keep the same offense. And I think the Browns may be attempting to do that um, with Kellen Mount. It was a move, you know, you're, you, like I was saying, you're never satisfied. You're always looking to upgrade. Um, you, what we know with this Cleveland Browns organization is is every move they make, it, it's not just for what this team is today. It's for what this team is next year, the year after that. Um, you know, with Mon, there's two more years on his deal. So you know, you're getting a look at a guy. You're bringing a player in. Obviously, he was maybe a player that I'm assuming the Browns had interest in when he was coming out of Texas A&M. Your quarterback position, you know, the year he was drafted in 2021 was obviously a little vastly different with Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, you had his backup in place. Now you're moving to the Deshaun Watson era. And I, I agree with you. And I look at the Ravens. And, you know, look at the Ravens last year when Lamar didn't play. You know, you saw McSorley. He played. He kind of plays and a little bit a style like Lamar Jackson. Uh, Huntley then played, and Huntley plays a style similar to Lamar Jackson. So, you know, you want to find, hopefully, to have uni uniformity at the quarterback position, understanding there's a big drop-off from your starter to your backups, of course. Um, but you basically don't want to have a whole kind of separate system or a separate playbook when you have to, you know, go to the next quarterback. You still want to be able to do what your team functions best in. And they think maybe Mond, possibly a guy that could be that for them, um, you know, again, just, you know, I understand everybody's thinking, you know, why quarterback? And I, I get it on the list of needs for this Cleveland Browns team right now. Who's going to be the second string quarterback in 2023 might not be the biggest need, but that's not Andrew. Andrew Berry's job is to do just that. If I can fill a need down the road, down the road now, why would I not do that? We got more coming your way. Um, Cleveland's, uh, Cleveland Browns roster, um, you know, even though these guys are getting older, even though there's some real solid veterans on this team, still a very young roster. We're going to get to that here. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Like all Bilt Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they are healthy and tasty. <coughs> Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Oh, so good. You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code locked on 15. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd, thank you for making the uh, Locked On Browns podcast your first listen of the day. want to thank you guys for subscribing on YouTube and downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcast at. We want to thank you guys for continuing to make us, um, you know, one of the fastest growing channels on Locked On Browns. We already here. We almost a couple weeks or excuse me, a couple days away from uh, the Carolina Panthers versus the Cleveland Browns. Make sure you guys help us reach our goal. By the first game, we want to hit that 3,000 mark. We want to hit that 3,000. We know we can do it. Let's continue to go ahead and push that number and keep pushing the envelope on what the Locked On Browns podcast can be. Uh, Jeff, we take a look at what we were doing and take a look at what the Cleveland Browns are doing. Excuse me. Um they put in a waiver. They put in, in, in a request on a waiver wire for a tight end. Um, and uh, obviously, they weren't able to, you know, get that tight end because, you know, went to the to Chicago Bears um, in the waiver order and waiver uh, process. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of, you know, one of those things where we kind of talked about it yesterday that they possibly would want to get look at another tight end, possibly. Um, there's two tight ends on the roster. Um, we talked about how they might be wanting to, to to continue to have three tight ends on the roster, but didn't like the three that were in camp. They didn't have three. All you got is Harrison Bryant and you got David Njoku. Maybe they would look outside uh, of the camp in order to get uh, a tight end from another roster. Guess what? They did. They went to look to get that uh, tight end. Didn't re- wasn't able to bring it in. However, I think in, in analyzing that, you can analyze something else. Uh, we've been kind of questioning whether the Cleveland Browns are uh, all off season, the two positions are defensive tackle and receiver. If they feel that they have enough inside this locker room to get it done and all, uh, you know, indicators point to yes, because they haven't gone out and done anything else. They haven't gone out. They haven't been beating the tires on some of these uh, veterans like Adamic and Sue and no receivers, no request for any waiver uh, wire uh, moves on receiver for the Browns. And it looks as if, you know, they are truly willing to go into the season um, with the guys that they got. They look like they trust the guys that they have um, at quarterback, at receiver, and at defensive tackle. Um, are you are you surprised a little bit that they, they did make a move to try to go get a tight end and wide receiver wasn't really a position that was on the table? Uh, I had mentioned Tyler Johnson had been released from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a player I really liked when he was coming out of University of Minnesota, 33 receptions so far uh, into his career. Um, but he was not somebody that the Browns put a claim in. Uh, the tight end they did put the claim uh, claim in on was uh, Travion Wesco. Um, Wesco in his time with the Jets, more of a blocking tight end. Um, of course, the Browns, you know, I mean, the Bears held you know, priority in the waiver wire. So that's where Wesco ended up going. Browns did bring back Miller Forrestal uh, to the practice squad. Um, I, I think for now, at all intents and purposes, unless something changes, he will be tight end three. You know, he's a blocker. He caught a touchdown pass this summer. Uh, not somebody they're essentially going to throw the ball to. But as we mentioned yesterday, you know, they're going to need a third tight end. You play, you have to have three tight ends, even if they're shifting away from the priority that the tight ends once held in the offense here in Cleveland, um, you, short yardage situations is something you're going to have to do. Um, you need the blockers. Uh, so, you know, it looks like maybe Miller, Forrestal, but again, you know, we, we've certainly got time between now and Carolina. Um, you know, there were other guys who were released yesterday as, you know, all these waiver claims were made that put other people on to waivers. Um, so we'll see if the Browns are you know still looking uh, at tight ends and if they're going to bring somebody in from the outside brought to, to the practice squad. So obviously they know the system. 
Um, and the snaps for tight end three for the Browns would certainly, you know, be limited. Um, I think the thing with wide receivers, and this is one we'll see here today as uh, the Vikings released um, Isaiah Smith-Marset, who was out of Iowa, was a good player at University of Iowa, uh, did a couple things this year for the Vikings in camp, but the Vikings yesterday make the trade for Jalen Rhaegar, um, you know, closes, you know, as one door opens, one closes. So that puts Smith-Marset uh, out. Um, we'll see if the Browns are in on that. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll find that out later today. Um, it, it, the question would be is, you know, it, who is the right fit? I mean, because if you're going to bring in another young guy, you've already got your faith in in some of these guys. And look, you know, whether, you know, if Browns fans want to run Anthony Schwartz out of town, obviously the Browns don't look like they want to do that. Um, you know, whatever your questions are or concerns are about these young wide receivers, you know, the Browns, you know, drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones. They drafted David Bell. They drafted Anthony Schwartz. They drafted Michael Woods. Their intention when drafting these players, obviously Garrett was, is, we think they're good enough and we hope they make our roster. I, you know, so we're going to give them every opportunity to, you know, be players here. Um, I, you know, they wasn't going to get run out of town for a couple of preseason games. Um, the Browns are basically remaking that entire room. I mean, the only technically holdover really is Donovan Peoples-Jones because Anthony Schwartz didn't play much last year. Um, and we're talking about a room last year that, you know, had its issues. Its entire passing game had its issues here. Um, you know, look, I'm not saying the Browns are finished, you know, and this is going to be the five wide receiver room with Demetri Felton for the rest of the season. But I think the Browns want to give these guys every opportunity to go out there and show their mettle. I mean, every one of these guys were solid contributors in college. It's crazy to believe that they can't find a way to contribute in the NFL. And unlike fans, um, the Browns will give and understand that guys are going to make mistakes. The other thing is the Browns have the 31st youngest roster in the NFL. And you don't get to that point by accident. They want to give these young guys a chance. So, you know, you can cry, whine, moan about it. All you want is fans. These guys are going to get their opportunities. We didn't get to see the best of them over the summer. I understand that. The best of it all is still to come. Um, and we're just, we'll, we'll start to, you know, give this a, a more clear and fair grade once September 11th comes in Carolina. Yeah, they're, they're going to get all the opportunities to either, you know, prove us right or prove us wrong. Um, and so one of the things that we look at is is the youngest, one of the youngest rosters in the league. And, you know, when you want to become a contender, a perennial contender, in order to do that, um, you can you could pop up for two, three years at a time. Jacksonville did it a couple years ago um, when they almost went to they went to the AFC championship. There's 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 times where we see people jump up. The Philadelphia Eagles did it a couple years ago. There's times where you can jump up and just get into that mix of contenders in the AFC or NFC. But to do it sustained over a sustained period of time, it takes it takes some luck. It takes some manipulation of the cap. It takes you drafting well, and it also helps. It takes you developing well. So you gotta have some of these young guys pull up and do something. You can't just count on, um, you know, free agents or, or high-priced veterans or guys that are are stars in the league. You need to develop guys from the bottom, and that's what you know traditionally the Steelers have done, the Patriots have done, uh, some of those teams that are are always in the mix for winning championship, always in the mix uh, for making the playoffs. Those teams, Packers do a good job of it. They find a way to turn in guys that you've never heard of, free agents, late-round draft picks. You de They develop them, and all of a sudden, they're household names. 
So the Browns have not done that over, over you know, the last 40, 50 years. Um, hopefully they can continue to do that. And I think that's uh, one of the things the front office has a really big, uh, a, a big emphasis on is developing young guys from within. This team, since it's been constructed the way it is with Andrew Barry and Coach Kevin Stefanski, every draft choice they have made in three draft cycles now is still with this team. They, this is why the we talk about the guardrails as far as what the Browns look for in draft prospects, and we talk about age and why it is so key. The Browns pretty much feel if we are going to spend a draft choice uh, within the top 250 uh, on any player, we want to give them time to develop. We understand there may be warts. There understand we understand there may be some maturity issues as these guys make a transition from being you know college stars uh, to you know guys who are fringe players in the NFL to guys who hopefully eventually turn into be something. Um, this allows you to have a cap that you can manipulate. Um, so you can bring in talent from the outside if you need it. Allows you to extend your own Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, etc., etc., etc. Puts you in a position to make a move to go get a player like Sean Watson, Andrew Berry, um, and company. And uh, for anybody that's not you know solidified with Andrew Berry's work and, and happy with it, I, I don't know what to tell you because you know you're going to basically weigh you're basically going to you know, weigh the job your general manager is doing on roster construction. Even without Deshaun Watson, we all feel this roster is pretty talented. We all feel this roster is pretty deep. We have no doubts about that. Cap situation, pretty good spot. $34 million at this point to roll over into next year's salary cap. Once Deshaun Watson's bigger money kicks in, bigger money's going to start kicking in for the guys who got their extensions. Then you're going to be able to look from the outside in or if somebody's inside and you got to extend them. So you have that possibility. He's doing everything correctly success obviously he can't control the on-field product he can't control the fact that baker mayfield's labor blew out last year but his job is to put the best roster he possibly can out there week in week out and to this point andrew barry's been doing a phenomenal job with it uh we're gonna get to some final thoughts here as we close this one out i'm gonna uh you know garrett i'll put a player or two under the spotlight here that we're looking forward to you know once week one comes i'll put a player or two under the spotlight here as we just start to get you know closer and closer folks it's september it is September. The NFL kicks off a week from today. I'm geeked. You know, I, I love September. You know, look, summer's great. Um, but as we try to tell them, you got you uh, all you listeners. For us, like July Fourth, that was it. You know, like for us, that's it. Summer was over. That's how quick it is for us who cover the NFL. It becomes, you know, yes, it's 24-7, 365, but it literally becomes 24-7, 365, basically right after July 4th. We're gonna get to a little bit more here, though. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest lockdown Browns. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily talking about the bedside manner 
of the therapist, talking about the quick response times, talking about, you know, just reaching out because you were having a bad day, didn't have a regularly scheduled session and your therapist being there for you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for all our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Welcome back, Locked On Browns Podcast. As Jeff always says, it's September. You know what September means. We got some games this weekend. Uh, you know, Ohio State versus uh, Notre Dame. We'll be, I'll be doing a post-game show for that. So college football is, is getting sparked back up, too, all around the great country. And we'll be, we'll be keeping you locked on on all. See, that's the great thing about the Locked On Network. Every, we, got, we got podcasts everywhere. So if you're, if you're a college football fan, we got you. If you're an NFL fan, we got you. So we, football is here. Get ready to go. Get ready to rock and make sure you, you make Locked On Browns a part of your daily rotation. Jeff, you said something and I wanted to get to a couple of guys I'm looking forward to. I'm not even going to say looking forward to under the spotlight. These guys are pivotal in doing what the Cleveland Browns need to do to make the playoffs. And I look no further than one Nick Chubb and one further than Miles Garrett. I think this year, Miles um, Garrett is going to have a breakout season. Um, I'm challenging Miles Garrett because I think people around here just don't appreciate just how good of a player he is. Sometimes I think, you know, uh, we, we take people for granted. Sometimes I feel we don't give them their flowers. And, and I think Miles Garrett has been one of the most dominant defensive players that we've seen in a Browns uniform, period, period. I'm not just saying just this now, just period. So there's a lot of people that always compare him to Aaron Donald because when you play in a, in a in an era where one of the greatest players ever to put a jersey on, right, you're going to be compared to him. Then you got a guy in your division who's an edge rusher who plays for your rival team in Pittsburgh, TJ Watt, who people are going to naturally compare yourself to, right, because that's your rival. That is your, your arch nemesis. You guys play the same position, and he's a doggone good player too above 20-plus sacks. So I think Miles Garrett right now, when you hear him talk, obviously he feels he's a team leader. Obviously he feels he's one of the best players in the league. And now I feel that Miles Garrett needs to, need to kick it up. He needs to kick it to a level where he needs to say, look, I could be dominant like Reggie White. I could be dominant like Lawrence Taylor, where I will my team defensively to a great record. I will my team to the playoffs with a great season in which I have 22, 23, 24 sacks, God forbid. I'm looking I'm looking at Miles Garrett as one of those guys, and I think he's going to have a breakout year, and I think this is the year he wins defensive player of the year because he understands this is the year he has to. I also go to the other side of the football. Nick Chubb, we give Nick Chubb his flowers, right? We love his demeanor. We love his his de we love the way he goes about his work. We know what he does. He's an animal in the weight room. He's an animal and a beast when he gets that football. This year, I hope Kevin Stefanski understands how, how much of a beast he is. I hope Kevin Stefanski don't forget to be innovative and making sure Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb get their, their touches. And I want him to understand that, yeah, you probably can't win a Super Bowl running and running back 40,000 times during a year. But you know what you can do? 
You can count on Nick Chubb to get you some wins during the regular season because the regular season and the playoffs is two different things. In the playoffs, yeah, you're going to need a quarterback to step up and make some throws. But in that regular season, you can you can ride a workhorse to, to, to a couple of big-time victories. And I think that's what we need to be doing with Nick Chubb. I get it. We got it. We're, we're down a quarterback. But this is the year I think Nick Chubb sees 1,500, 1,600. I think this is the year. If any year it is, when you need that 15, 16, 1700, it's now. It's this year because you don't have the weapons and, and the proven names on the outside. You don't have your quarterback to week 11. This is a year where I look at running the football of defense carries your team. And if the Browns are going to be successful, Chubb and Miles Garrett got to show up and show out. I, I, I of course. Agree with you totally. I think the biggest thing is going to be for these two. And look, you know, Miles a little bit more than Nick, and and Nick, you know, being you know team leader, spotlight, those types of things. It's never really been you know one of his favorite things to do. Um, but the key for this team is going to be to stay together. Um, and it's going to be that they start strong. Um, you, you got to do that, knowing the absence of your quarterback for eleven games. It's it's going to be a difficult road to maintain course on and you know you're going to need your leaders to to lead and keep everybody unified for me this year it's, it's grant elpit and jeremiah who's um technically year two for grant elpit it is year two for jeremiah who's these guys look to be two players that can take the next step and be even more impactful players than they both were last year and when you get that caught you know when you pair that with a denzel ward and greg newsom and a john johnson the third and jadavian Clowney and miles garrett i mean it's just it, the potential for greatness for this unit is just absolutely off the charts you know grant delpit is a very versatile player can do many things from the safety position jeremiah wusu koromoa is just a seek and destroy type of player you know fine ball see ball hit ball hit it hard and hit it hard again i'm really excited for these guys because if these guys can start you know bringing their levels closer to the levels of ward and newsom and garrett and Clowney, you're just talking about an absolute ridiculous defense and this is something the browns are going to need and again you cannot just look at the browns defense and say all right well you know you guys just carry us for 11 games you cannot do that to a defense in the NFL. You cannot, it'd be nice. And it, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It can happen, but it, you're ludicrous and ridiculous to look at your defense and say, oh, well, they can carry us for three quarters of a season. Just not going to work out like that. And especially now with the schedule that's in front of the Browns. But getting Grant Elpit, getting Jeremiah Usukoromoa to take that next level jump will hopefully do a lot for this defense where they can keep these games manageable and give Jacoby Brissett in this offense and hopefully Cade York some opportunities to win these games. Most most definitely. Most definitely. Um, just giving yourself an opportunity to win games. And you're going to hear me say, we'll say this all the time, different ways to win, finding ways to win football games, finding ways to win football games. Hey, some of the games that the Browns are going to win early on may not be cute. Some of them might be ugly. As a matter of fact, the Browns ain't played cute for about 10 years now. Uh, but as long as they get them wins, um, finding the different ways to, to, to be ahead at the end of the game, I'll take it. And I think that's where everybody needs to focus in on and everybody needs to understand that this thing ain't going to be pretty. But if you get guys stepping up and timely playing complimentary football, you can get what you need to get done. 
There's no question. And you know, look, I'm getting excited. Look, September 1st, September 11th, 10 days away. A week from today, the NFL opens up college football this weekend. Um, you know, like Garrett said, Ohio State, Notre Dame this weekend. Make sure you check out Locked On Buckeyes. Um, you know, they've been cranking over there. I know everybody's excited, and certainly with the opener like this, I can get the reason, you know, for the excitement as Ohio State and Notre Dame set to do battle this weekend. Got to a ton here today. Uh, introduced Browns with quarterback Kellen Mond. Some thoughts here on you know some the way the Browns did attack the waiver wire and the way they did not attack the waiver wire. We'll see if there's any moves today. We'll be back tomorrow as always to get you any new coverage uh, on anything that comes through for the Browns. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, eleven to one Monday through Friday on YouTube, ninety-two three the fan pre-game show, post-game show over there. Of course, the barbershop Saturday mornings, and make sure you are checking out the Ultimate Cleveland Sports merch, uh, Cleveland Sports Show merch. That has now been launched, and make sure you're following Garrett at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns first listen whether it is on your favorite podcast platform or of course now on youtube make sure you subscribe to the channel make sure you got the notifications on as we're closing towards 3k notifications on you get those shows dropped to you as soon as they are available uh, all that being said this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns